There have been positives that have come out of all the mess at Lakota schools, a government school in northern Cincinnati where suddenly references toward sex with children are as loose as the Rocky Horror Picture Show has become the new sound of music in history class. Some really good people have come forward to defend the position of kids in public schools, more than I knew were out there. For instance, the people associated with Protect Our Lakota Kids are some of them, but who would have thought that kids needed protecting as much as we learned they do? Whatever people think of the Lakota superintendent, the previous school board, and the police, in general, decided that he could continue working professionally and that the private lives of public employees did not indicate they couldn't do their professional jobs. If that is the rationale that everyone is using these days, no wonder everything is so screwed up. For me, it's simple, if someone is thinking about sex with kids, underage kids, in any way at all, then it's evil. Kids count on the adults to shelter them from all this nonsense, and the adult population is letting them down in Lakota and all over the state and country. Some really evil people are trying to justify themselves as normal operating in the light of day, and we have obviously lost our way as a culture. There is no excuse for even thinking about sex with kids. I would encourage people who do know better to sign the petition at the link below and immediately inspire a conversation that all public schools need to have. Protect our Lakota kids, protectlakotakids.com. But it hasn't all been bad, I have spoken to more lawyers over the last month than I ever have, and the results have been good. Most of them are looking for an easy slam dunk case that would be easy money for them. But there have been some really good ones who are very interested in helping children who get lost in this whole conversation. Someone has to fight for these kids who are victims of these adult predators with severe sexual addictions. I have learned more than I ever thought possible about the money trail that often goes along with pedophilia. If I thought before all this broke that pedophilia was a unique thing, it is now quite clear that it's extremely common. No wonder nobody really cares to investigate the client list for Epstein Island. A vast network permeates most public schools, and state money is involved in keeping law enforcement fat, dumb and happy so the network can thrive, just like an illegal drug trade. There are so many people out there that are sexually broken that any audacity directed toward pedophilia is no longer tolerated. Because people want the product and there is a lot of money in it. I'm happy to know that some very good lawyers are fighting out there for these children, and they are always on the lookout for the crumbs that fall out of the couch and are ready to take action when they see them. That has been an exemplary aspect of all this, to know those people are out there and willing to put their professional lives on the line to defend children. But I have learned more about the ugly underbelly of interstate pedophilia over the last month than I ever cared to learn about. Yet, that is also why it continues, because most people don't even know that it's going on unless they dig a bit under the surface to see it for themselves. Just to be clear, there is no circumstance where sex with kids is acceptable. I shouldn't have to say it, but if you are thinking about sex with kids in any way at all, you should get help and remove yourself from children until you have dealt with your problem. Kids count on the adults in their lives for complete guidance toward their future selves, and sex should not be a part of their young lives. They shouldn't be talking about it in the first grade. They don't need to see trans teachers. And they certainly don't need to be confused about their sexual identity. They need to be playing with toys, learning what they can from trusted adults, and having fun while they still can, before they grow up, and are burdened with a lot of responsibility. If we can't agree on that basic premise, then there is not much to discuss. I found it shocking that many parents at Lakota schools were all too willing to turn their attention away from protecting kids and instead were angry at whistleblowers who presented a legitimate concern. 
Those parents went political first because they deliberately chose the institution over kids' rights, which was very disappointing. You'd think that everyone could come together in agreement about the need to protect children, but obviously, that is not the case. I would go on to say about sex in general, if anybody is thinking about sex too much in their life, they should go out and get some hobbies. Just some friendly advice, I've been married for many decades to the same woman, and there are is a whole lot more to life than just visits to the bedroom. Sex is a part of life, but it should be a very minor part of any life. There is a lot more that adults should be inspired to do rather than waste their time having sex or thinking about sex. Eventually, all the standard sign stimuli stop working, and too many adults turn to children to light a fire and keep it interesting. And people need to draw the line long before sexual appetites ever reach that point. The silver lining is that all this bad stuff was already there, but so was a defense network to defend against it. What has changed is that more people now know about it than before. Good people within the legal profession have decided to use their reputations to fight for the right of children. I don't think kids are asking too much to maintain the ability to think about fun things for as long as possible and keep destructive sex out of their lives as long as they can. I'm a person who thinks that people shouldn't be thinking about sex until they get married and want to start a family. This idea of casual sex has been a disaster in our society. It's an invention of the progressive left, just like most bad things are, and we should not be supporting openly sexual lifestyles. Not enough people want to take a hard line on sex in their lives because they hope maybe to not rule it out for themselves. But in every condition, it's an empty life filled with empty people to satisfy an urge that never goes away. Sex is never satisfying, and that's by biological design. We are supposed to want more, so we do it again and have babies to populate the earth. But we are also supposed to develop our intellects to think about other things so that sex isn't the only thing. That's what separates humans from animals, we can decide to do other things with our lives where the animal can't. And that's how we should be looking at problems like this. Certainly not rationalizing it away for our own lazy convenience. Rich Hoffman Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business.